And now, the cleanest hour in podcasting with your host, Ralph Peterson. This is the Housekeepers Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Housekeepers Podcast, the cleanest hour in podcasting with your host, me, Ralph Peterson. And we have, well, we have two guests on today with an incredible piece of technology that you are going to want to sit down and listen for because this is going to be a fantastic show. Robert Friars. Did I say that right? Friars? Perfect. Yeah. You're on my right. And then Aaron, who I've spoken to a ton of times, Aaron Rodriguez is on my left. Hello, Aaron. Hello. So you guys are all the way in England right now, right? What part of England are you guys in right now? We're in Cambridge. In Cambridge, which is where? Is it north, south, east, west? About 50 miles north of London. Okay, so 50 miles north of London. That helps give me kind of geographical locator in my head. That's really nice. And you guys have created a early detection system for bed bugs. That's right, yeah. Which in the cleaning industry is... That is that is right up there with uh, you know microfiber mops. That is quite an amazing <laughs> discovery. That that's super helpful. So before we get too far into the technology piece, because I'm super interested in deep diving, trying to find out how this works, how to get it, what the reporting is like, because bed bugs, as you know, I mean, I did not know. I'm gonna be honest with you, I did not know bed bugs were such a big problem in England as it is here in the U.S. Yeah. But in the U.S., it's a huge problem. We have a big problem I mean, with the bed bugs. It's all around the world now. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I guess so. So let's start. I like to start all the way back at the beginning. So, Robert, you are the CEO of SPATA. That's right. S-P-A-T-T-A. SPATA. Is it SPATA Technologies? No, just SPATA. Just Just SPATA. Okay. So SPATA. And you're kind of like the, am I right to say you're the one who created I'm one of the founders, yeah. So it's myself and and Neil, the two founders of it. Back in 2018, we started. My God, this has been around since 2018 and I'm just hearing about it now? (laughs) So we've come onto the market more recently than that. What is happening? That's when we started really developing the product. So if you don't mind, Robert, let's start with you. Like, did you grow up in Cambridge? Is this where you're from? Yeah, so actually, I, I, Neil and I, we both studied here. So we're both engineers by background. It's information theory, machine learning on his side, me, electronics and designing products on, on that. And we've been working together for about 10, 10, 11 years now, doing a bunch of different things. But we, background really has always been in very low power precision sensors for a whole bunch of different things. So we did stuff in Formula One, in medical implants, in renewable energy. But the common theme always was sensing things that are really hard to detect with a really, really low cost and with really low amounts of power. Yeah, I like that because the usability is – I remember hearing, just to go on that, on that line of thinking, I remember hearing how there was a whole – you know, millions of people, for four millions of people for, for a, lot of, a lot of years now, hundreds of years, the advancement of technology just never reached them because of the restrictions and how labor-intensive it is to run cables and wires yeah. and all that. Yeah, they need all that. And then with the advent of cellular technology, all of a sudden, a single pole in the middle of the desert gives everybody access to the the whole world. And so I appreciate that whole low battery, the the low power necessity to, to be able to run some kind of bandwidth. Yeah. So, and of course, at that point, we didn't know we were going to end up making insect monitors, but that was our <laughs> grounding and how we ended up becoming, you know, pretty expert in that field of designing those sort of things. And it was around 2015, 2016, we ended up speaking to, just through our work at the time, speaking to one of the big pest control companies and the uh, the idea, they you know, they were talking to us about as, as technology developers, of could we make a smart rod- rodent trap for them? And their idea of a smart rodent trap was kind of stick a light on top of it to tell me if it's got a rat in it. Oh. We went away and thought, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that is the better mouse trap, sure. But we can do something a bit cleverer here. Let's let's go right back to basics of what is the fundamental problem with any of these infestations. It's, it's actually early warning, right? There's a huge range of different things you can do once you know that the things are there. But if you don't catch them early, and this is so true, particularly in insects, where you get that exponential growth. And I, you know, as a scientist, I don't mean exponential, just meaning very fast. I mean, actually exponential. You know, if you've got two of them, there will be four, then there will be eight, then there will be 16. Before you know it, you've got tens of thousands of the things there. 
So within a day or two. Yeah, well, quickly. a few weeks in yeah. Bugs. But yeah, yeah, very quickly before you know it. And by the time you realize it's already on that really steep curve up and it's going to be so hard to eradicate them. And that's true. That's true. It's very true in bedbugs, but it's actually true in a lot of other insects as well. So we start thinking, can, can we build a technology that can be that early warning system? We'll tell you right back at the early stage where there are only a handful and get in, get in early and deal with them so that they don't have that chance to spread. They don't move between rooms. They don't get into the ducting and all the way up into the you know the fifth floor from the first floor without did you did you did you solve the mousetrap issue well listen we're going across the ocean over here so perhaps we are having a little bit of difficulty but this is super fascinating i'm very interested in not just how they you know what he's getting into the aspects of how they discovered the need to go back, work backwards and say, what actually is going on with, you know, not just how to detect bed bugs or rats and let you know that there was a rat in a trap. That's why I was asking, just go backwards. I'm just curious if somebody was like, hey, can we just get, oh, there you go. It's just going to be me for a second here. Can you just get a detector system so I know that there's a rat in the trap? And then they kind of unpacked it and they went backwards and they're like, wait a minute. Let's try to figure out how to actually prevent or when, you know, instead of instead of detecting if there's a rodent in the trap, can we prevent or predict when there's the first rodent in the trap? Because one rodent will get another rodent, which will get another one. And the same thing, again, I guess they followed that course of thinking. And so the same thing is with bed bugs and, and many other insects. I hear they're back on. Here we go. Sorry about that. I think we've had some, some big electrical storms over this way it's the internet you know what we're supposed to do with the internet right we're supposed to breathe we're supposed to relax and we're supposed to go with it right so if you unplug you plug back in no big deal sorry so what we were saying we were you were talking about that somebody came to you initially when you talked to a pest control guy and they were asking can you build some kind of a mouse trap where you just let us know that there's a mouse in the trap which is very helpful because you think about all those rudimentary mouse traps you have to go check them and yeah. how often do you check them? I mean, sometimes I've set mouse traps that I didn't check until I smelled something bad. I was like, there's a yeah. bad odor in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, in that case, they weren't even they weren't even thinking as big as telling it remotely. It was literally, I just saved me from opening it. But yeah, there are people out there who are doing that for rodents. And with rodents, yeah, they're much bigger. You, you catch one, you have to do something with the trap. It's a very That's different right. setup. Yeah. Whereas actually with insects, it's it's completely different. That you want to have something that you can leave forever, basically. You know, the idea is you never have to touch it. It can stay there forever and it's watching continuously. And it will tell you when there's an issue. Now, you know, we're not quite there. Someone has to go and touch our things once a year. So it's not quite forever, but it's, it's pretty, you know, pretty infrequently. Whereas yeah. conventional traps, you've got to go and look at them every week or every few days. Which mm-hmm. and, and so your idea, you started with... That somebody came with you with an, you know, asking about a mouse trap or an early detection, or or not an early detection, but a detection, and you're like, what about early detection? Yeah. What about, you know, how do you prevent, you know, like one of the ways to prevent any kind of infestation, which you've already keyed on, keyed into, is finding them early. Yeah. The earlier you find infestation, yeah. the quicker you're going to be able to get a handle on it. That's yeah, you're absolutely right, and and it's so true for anybody who provides any sort of residential accommodation services. Like you can't prevent them; they come in with visitors, with with people staying with your residents, whatever it might be. Like there's absolutely nothing, and you know, I'm sorry, I'm sure all of your listeners are sick to the back teeth of people associating bed bugs existing with poor cleaning practices. And we all know, as professionals in the industry, it's that not that true. True at all. That there's absolutely. nothing to do to prevent that. They are going to come in. The only way you stop doing that is by stop having residents which isn't great (laughs) or stop having customers right because that is and it is a bed bugs have become a reputation killer yeah. yeah. I mean, that you go to these these apps and you can go to Yelp or some other review app to a hotel. And if there's any speculation of a bed bug, the place is deemed, you know, should be condemned. I would never stay there. I would never have anybody over there. And it's not like the hotel went and ordered bed bugs online, got free <laughs> delivery from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't come in with their clean linen in the morning. No, it does not. It does not. And so it, it always comes from a customer. And in a hospital, it's the same thing. Hospital, nursing home. Yeah. And I got to tell you, when we hear, oh, my God, somebody got, you know, somebody's complaining they got bit. That's our indicator. Somebody gets a trail line biting up the leg. Yeah. That's a, that's the indicator for bed bugs. And, you know, we call in 
the National Guard and <laughs> we try our best to clean it. And yeah. I never even gave it a thought that there'd be a way to detect early. Like, yeah. imagine being notified that there's bed bugs in the room before the customer knows. That's that's the key thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Well, you don't have to imagine that, Ralph. That, rea- that's, that reality is here. Thank you for talking, Aaron. Aaron, how are you? That's, let me just quickly just touch base with Aaron. Aaron, that. you're... That. I'm, I'm, I'm very well, thanks. I'm, 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 a li- I'm a little bit tired. I have two small kids. And I had my second COVID jab this morning, which is very good and I'm very grateful for, but I'm also feeling sleepy and achy because of it. So excuse me if I'm a bit sleepy and achy. I'm going to tell you that I did really well on the first yeah. shot. But the yeah. second shot, I went to sleep. I, it really wiped me out. Yeah, yeah, they said this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry. You, I did choose to have my job this morning. Despite the fact we were talking to you, and I thought you'd, I thought you'd understand. So, I, I definitely understand. I'm a big fan of vaccinations. So when you work in healthcare, it's hard not to be a fan of vaccinations. Anything you can do, even so, even though sometimes it might not seem seems counterintuitive. But the last thing I want to do is spread stuff among other, you know, patients and residents. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, one, of the, one, of the things, one of the things you just said, Rafa, you just reminded me of, of some of the stories we are told when we talk to hotel managers and we talk to, you know, VPs of operations or, or VPs of risk management, or whatever it may be, in hotels, which is that, you know, you, you, get, you said, yeah, look, you get the bad review. That's really bad for the hotel's reputation. But then it's actually what happens after that. And basically, you know, you'll be very familiar with this. There's basically a, like a vicious cycle or a spiral, downward spiral. You get bad reviews. You know, all of your, your, um, your basically your room rate has to drop, achieve the same occupancy. Actually, that's sometimes not enough. Your occupancy drops, your rev power drops, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a downward spiral, and it's really, it's really demotivating. You know, one of the one, one of our one of our, the people we work with is a former head of talent at a major one of the one of the major brands, and he said it's just it really ruins some people's careers because they think, look, there's nothing we could have done about this. Mm-hmm. Did our best. We did everything by the book. We followed all the brand guidelines. We got the pest mm-hmm. control at the right time. Everything else. But actually, they still they still get hurt by it. And, it, and in some cases, it's just luck. It's just you happen to be in a hotel. There's a lot of international visitors, and they happen to stay for a short time, and they happen to bring in a lot of bed bugs, and that's it. And it's really so it's really personal for some people. So yeah, there's the financial. Yeah, so right. I've lost count of the number of conversations like that that we've had over the years. That it's, I, it's I remember. Go into these businesses, is it? You go in to look after people, give them a great time, make sure they're well cared for. Yeah, you don't, nobody goes into that industry to be shouted out at the front desk because someone's come down with a row of bikes. Of course. Yeah, of course. Anything to prevent that is. is I remember. I remember the first time I saw a store, it was actually a department store, not like a big name department store, but like a local store. And there was a big sign out front one day and it said, under new management. Yeah. And I thought, what a weird thing to advertise yeah. under new management. What a, you know, it seemed counter, kind, kind of like you hired a new manager. Like, why would you advertise that? And then, you know, I realized later that what they were doing was they were trying to overcome the reputation of the last management team. <laughs> and you see that in hotels where yeah. they have to they literally have to rebrand themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They're no longer that hotel. Now they're this hotel. Yeah. And this hotel, by the way, doesn't have a reputation or a history of bed books, <laughs> even though it's the same building. Yes, <laughs> the same building, same customers, yeah. same, owners, same yeah. staff, just yeah, a different yeah. logo. Yeah. yeah. So that's a huge cost, a huge undertaking to yeah. undo a bad reputation from bed bugs. Yeah. I mean, imagine having to rebrand yourself. Oh, yeah. Hey. Well, Sounds I mean, terrible. In that particular case as well, where you're fighting for the to be on the first page of TripAdvisor. You know, to mm-hmm. reset the pain of resetting to zero on there and have to crawl your way back up mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, absolutely. So, Aaron, you said you had two kids at home. How old are they? Three and nearly one. Wow, I'm surprised you were even able to get away from the house. Yeah, well, it was touch and go. It was touch yeah. and go this morning. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, thankfully, it's the summer holidays, the school holidays. Yeah, so, thankfully, they're being looked after by their grandparents and great grandma. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, which is good. So, um, I love grandparents. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but it, it's, I mean, I think one of the things that I really care about, well, one of the reasons actually I joined Spotify, so I haven't been here since the start, as I explained to you before, Ralph. I, I worked in consultancy for some time and helped very large companies adopt new technologies. 
And now I'm sort of on the other side of the fence thinking, okay, hang on, here's a, te- here's a set of technology beyond the bed bugs as well. And, actually- and we should say, and we should say, Aaron, that you're in charge of growth. So that's, that's your whole MO is you're trying to sell this thing, right? So you're in charge of the develop business development aspect yeah. of Spada, yeah. right? Okay. So yeah, this is, if this, if we don't get any sales out of this, it's all your fault. And if we do, you're the hero. Can we agree? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it works out, and then we'll yeah. decide on how about that. So, yeah, but um, by the same, <laughs> thanks, Brad. Well, you You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm just putting it into perspective here. Thanks for saying that in front of my boss. That's true. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you have the opportunity to be a hero. This is, by the way, I think it's it's right up there. It's it's one of the best pieces of technology I've ever seen. So I'm very excited about it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, and and honestly, that's one of the things that attracted me to join actually, and and to try and help this team with, with exactly this challenge. Because because I thought, you know what? I mean, I'm an engineer myself as well. We all actually also studied. I also studied at Cambridge University. But my strengths don't lie in actually building the things, but more in actually helping to figure out how they can be useful and helping people to adopt them and, and buy them and, and grow the use of them. So yes, yeah, so that's why I thought, you know what? This is a really, it's actually a really good thing, and it's very applicable to many different situations. Like you said, Ralph, in care homes, you know, it's just yeah, it, it makes a huge difference actually. And I just thought the way in which they, the guys who designed it, Robert Neal and the team who designed it, was just so smart because as you said out they said from the start look we can make a cool piece of technology but if it's not practical if it's not cost effective if it's not easy if it's not simple no one's going to adopt it so let's design the right thing first time from the start let's get a lot of feedback from hoteliers and get you know put and and make sure that this is a product that can be scaled yeah. globally and used in a range of different situations and i just thought that's really smart because mm-hmm. i've seen it from the other side of the table with very large companies looking at you know new technologies thinking oh hang on why have they designed it that way you know this is never going to work for us and i just i just feel like yeah yeah these guys have done a really good job i agree especially since you guys have not worked in hotels Mm-hmm. No, right. and you've never worked in a hospital or a nursing home, and so I, I think I too, and I'm looking at at the software, and I'm looking at the product. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty smart. Where you could you could have easily gotten it wrong. Great idea, wrong application, yeah. because you yeah. don't have any experience. But you you definitely didn't. So that's pretty. Well, impressive. it comes back to your question you you asked earlier, actually, Ralph, about how we are why so long between when we had the idea and actually. <laughs> I was only playing. I know it takes a while. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But we we basically spent a year going out and talking to everybody who might be involved in using it. You know anyone anyone in, in hotels in housing authorities in, in hospitals and covering that that whole range of understanding because we knew we didn't know much about that application the, the applications of what actually matters there is it okay to use wi-fi well no the answer is very definitely is not okay to do that is it okay for it to be plugged into a wall no it really isn't you've got to build the technology to meet the needs of the customer and make sure it does what it, what it needs to do and design the product in the right way and we, we really made sure we took our time to do that before we got anywhere near any sort of design Design work, mm-hmm. but so that we could have confidence. That by the time we got, you know, to the finished product, it was going to be what people actually wanted and was going to solve the solve the problem for them in the right way. Rather than, as Aaron says, it just being a clever bit of technology, but ends up being a white elephant. That yeah. Really so, happen. so let's talk about how it actually works. So, your yeah. whole idea, which is just a great way to approach it. How do we how do we kind of develop a program or or a piece of equipment that can early detect? So, how sure. do you early detect a bed bug? Yeah, so and it's very core. Cool. It goes right back to actually understanding what bed bugs do, how they how they interact with people, how they interact with furniture, and where are they in in present rooms. I'm sure your listeners who have had the misfortune of coming across them will know exactly. You know, the classic places you find them in and around the bed is behind the headboard. It's in the head end of the box spring. It's underneath the mattress. And this is this is what it looks like for those yeah. who are interested. So it literally goes on the underside of the bed, and there is a way. I'm just going to show it here. There's a way for a bed bug to get inside, right? That's right. It's like a yeah. little, almost like a roach motel. It gets in and it can't get out. <laughs> Well, like Mark Roach Spa, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, so they hang out in beds, obviously, because the, the person's bringing it in. And the person usually has it on their body. Yeah, or in their, or in their luggage. On their clothes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are the classic classic ways. Yeah, coats, luggage, that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, and you come in, you throw your bag on the bed. The first thing you do when you arrive, you unzip, you un- throw everything out, and that's where they get in. Mm-hmm. So that is the, and then they they like to be around where they're going to find food. Obviously, yeah, they're called bed bugs for a reason. You do mm-hmm. you do find them in other places, but usually that's later on because they will they'll start off clustered around around where there's food. You know, the person in the bed. They only really feed at the dead of night when there's when the person's fast asleep. They don't like it when people are moving around. They don't like it when the lights are on. 
So we designed our product and we were amazed when we dug into this that actually nobody's designed a product that goes underneath the mattress at the head of the bed. All the other products out there are on the floor, they're under the legs, they're in the bedside table. They're on the yeah. wall. Yeah, they're on the wall. It's just, you know, that's not where they are. I mean, they, they will get there eventually, sure. But if you want to catch them early, you want to be where they're going to be on day one, not where they're going to be on day 20. So a pod, as you said, that fits you know, sits on the box spring underneath the mattress, head end of the bed. That is route one between where they're going to be hiding and where, where they might go to try and find food. So you can put that and that instantly gives you a massive leg up in terms of catch rates. The other things we spend a lot of time thinking about are how are the bugs going to interact when they encounter this? So the pheromones that we use, the shapes, the colors, the textures. So we have a you know, PhD entomologist on staff who spends most of his time trying to get into the mind of a bed bug and work out where they're going to move and how they're going to interact with our, with our products. And doing that in a way, once, once they're inside, they then trigger a vision system. So there's there's an image sensor. It only sees the inside of the pod, so there's nothing else in the room. There's no and that triggers that. We analyze that image. It works out is it a bed bug, is it a clothes moth, is it a carpet beetle, transmits that back up to our console. And then we do a final verification there using our AI system. And then if really needed, so you know, our ophthalmologist can, can verify those results. And then it gets sent out as an email alert to say, okay, you've got in room you know, 216, you've got, here's a bed bug, here's the picture. It was detected last night at 2 a.m. And you can immediately get in and do something about it. And critically, as you said, Ralph, before the guest you know, encounters them, before so the guest. Let me, let, me ask you a, let me ask you a question that may seem a little bit well, a single question, simple, simple question. I was going to say a stupid question, but then I, I, I don't ask stupid questions. Yeah, right. question. <laughs> Here it is. Why would a bed bug go into this machine? Yeah. So bugs, the bed bugs, they like to find. So they're, they're what, what's called cryptic. And they, they like to find places to hide, basically. They like to be wedged in between things with other bugs. We find so, them in crevices, in the in the seam of the bed. Exactly That's right. where we you're find exactly them right. the most. So, so this, this is designed... You know, with the colors. So we've done, you know, experiments looking at the visual range of bugs. What wavelengths can they see? What what do they like? What textures do they like? This little crevice in here is basically as optimized as you can get for being attractive to a bug. Mm. And then on top of that, we have a pheromone in here that then draws them inside that basically smells like other bugs. Bed bugs like to congregate in the same location because it's how they find each other to breed. So we mimic that that in here. And that's the combination of being in the right place looking looking the right shape, the right colors, the right textures, and then the pheromone on top of that all work together to get them inside. So that pheromone is almost like a little calling card or a, yeah, maybe like even a, of, a mating call. That's exactly right, yeah. So it's, it's called an aggregation pheromone. So it is, it is basically their signal to each other to say, hey, guys, I found a great place to come and hide. Come and join me. And that's, and that's what we're mimicking there. There seems to be an awful lot going on inside this. So let me just try to give it back to you so I can make sure I understand what you're saying. So we're going to put this at either the head or the foot of the bed, which is better. Because I reason I ask, yeah. say it again. Head end of the bed. Yeah. At the foot of the foot of the head. The head end. The head end is better. Okay. Yeah. Because we normally see bite marks up the legs. Mm-hmm. So I would think that the legs would be where we would find, you know, the foot, but you're saying the head. Okay. Yeah. At least certainly in, certainly in, in hotel applications where nearly always you're finding the bugs behind the headboard and head end of the box spring. Got it. Okay. Now, of course, if there's, if it's one of your listeners out there saying that's, you know, that's not true for us. I always find them at the foot end of the bed. Well, then, then put yeah, this at the foot. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it, put, it, put, it, put it where it's going to be right for, for your application. But in our experience, it's, it's almost always the head end. It doesn't smell like anything. So to me, it doesn't smell like anything. It has a little bit of like a hospital smell, like a little antiseptic smell, but it's certainly not powerful. I got to stick my nose in it to smell it. So no smell. It's good. Put it at the head of the bed. There is a pheromone in here. Does the pheromone expire? Like, doesn't it, will yeah. it eventually no longer be? So this, this whole part comes off. That gets changed once a year. Oh, okay. There's the pheromone and the battery, and they both get changed once a year. Oh, okay. And you just click a new one on, and away you go. Got it. Okay, so the pheromone does last a year. Yeah. The battery lasts a year. And what you've just there, Ralph, in about five seconds is the annual maintenance. Oh, that's (laughs) that was super easy. Yeah, you've just done it. Take one off, put a new one on, and that's and it's all yeah, and that's all in that's all like part of the service. It's nothing extra. So that's it. Okay, that's it. All right. On one room, yeah, one bed finished for you. Yeah, perfect. And then there's also a camera in here. Yeah, internally. 
So, Internally. So that's what I was thinking. Like, there's a lot yeah. in here. A lot going on here. Yes. Yeah. You can only see inside the pod, just to reassure anyone who's worried about you know, the cameras in. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and, and we can actually show you if you, if you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've actually got yeah. a picture here. It, is, uh, is, you know, the next question is going to be, is my bed bug detector listening to me? You know. Yeah, no, no microphone. No microphone. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, and basically, as you said, then Ralph, what, what does all of that do? Essentially, that shows you, that gets you to, yeah, so why, why, why do we even need a camera? Why do we even need a vision system? Well, it's because actually, there's a lot of things, there, there's a lot of insects around generally. And actually, what we really care about is bed bugs. So there are, you know, yeah. other cockroaches, carpet beetles, there's yeah, all kinds of things that could get in there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll and, see a mix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but as you said, it's specific design. You know, as you said, you know, there's a lot going on there. But basically, from a bed bug's point of view, when they get anywhere, when they're in the bed, this thing to them is kind of like, wow, there is the, there are loads of, if I go there, there are loads of, loads of other bed bugs and it is, looks incredibly comfy. Everything about it is just perfect for me. I'm going to go there. And that's why basically we get such high detection rates. And that's why, to your point, yeah. Ralph, it's about, it's not good enough to detect them a week after your guest detects them. That's of no use whatsoever because your yeah. guest has already detected it. So our, our, our benchmark is, have you detected it before a guest detects it? and before a housekeeper detects it. And that's where we've been yeah. very, very successful because it's designed to be so attractive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then the picture. And forgive me, because I'm going to ask a couple of questions about bed bugs, because I, you know, other than knowing that they're a reputation killer and a pain in the butt, I don't know much about them beyond that. They do they how fast do they multiply? What you know, like how much time between when you first get a detection, sure. how much time do you have before they're noticeable? Yeah. So obviously the starting population makes a massive difference to that. You know, a typical introduction might only be two or three bugs. But if you get a male and a female in there, the female can lay tens of eggs a day. They might lay you know, a thousand, a thousand eggs in their lifetime, something along those lines. And they are going to be putting them all over the place. So once they've started laying, it's, it's hard to completely control it just by you know, isolating the one or two bugs that are in there. Those eggs take about a week in normal room temperature. It's a bit shorter if it's hot, a bit longer if it's cold, but in normal room temperature, it's about six or seven days before they hatch. And then they go through five stages of growth cycle, which are about five or six days each. So it takes all in all about a month to a month and a half for a, for a, a new arrival to result in new adults ready to breed. But once you hit that point, then the population can really ramp up because a new introduction might only be two or three. But if you don't catch those two or three and they lay hundreds of eggs, by the time you realize there might well be thousands in there. Got it. You basically, you get these sort of, it doesn't follow a nice smooth curve. You get these big steps when individual generations mature and become adults. So, yeah. Yeah. And that is, and that is, really why this is such an interesting, such a great idea behind it. Because in my experience, when we're being called to a room to clean for bed bugs, yeah. you know, bed bugs are super tiny. And yeah. so, and therefore they're very hard to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they and, hide well. Yeah. They hide really good. And so you're literally having to pull back the, the, the little corners and the edges and trying to get in all the little tight spots to see them. You bring it out for me, I need glasses. So I got a little, you know, yeah. <laughs> a little uh, eyeglass there. And when, when we're called, when we pull open the sheets, we pull back the little seams. There is thousands. Yeah. yeah. You know, it looks like a whole black mess in there because they're just full and yeah, of right. them. Yes. Yeah. By that point, you've gone through at least one full cycle, maybe, maybe two. Oh, maybe no. Yeah. So, yeah, the difference between if you can catch one of those first two or three, you're pretty much always buying yourself a month to two months earlier detection than if you were catching them when it was at the hundred stage or the thousand. Got it. Yeah. Do you have, do you guys sell or do you have a product for cleaning after bed bugs or do you have any recommendations for how to care for bed bugs or, you know, a bed bug infestation? Have you looked at that side of things at all? Is there any? Yeah, we have. It's something we, we spent a lot of time thinking about what's our, what's our strategy here, you know, classic. And there's a, there's a danger of overreaching and telling people how to do that, how to do their job. We always came into this saying that the early warning, that's something where we can do something completely different to anything else out there. 
And while we've learned in the process an awful lot about different treatments and different protocols and how you manage this between different, you know, controlling spread between rooms and what's a good inspection regime, we tend not actually to stick our noses in there because usually we're talking to people who actually know more about that than yeah, we do. Sure. And yeah, and I guess the other thing, Ralph, it does, as you'll know, it varies a lot depending on the setting, depending yeah. on the country. So we're talking to, you know, VPs of operations in the Middle East who will have, or let's say in Dubai, where there are particular regulations in place around inspection and around treatment and everything else compared to Florida, compared to the UK, compared to Paris, wherever it may be. So mm-hmm. we sort of said, look, let's do one thing really, really well. Uh, and actually, let's let housekeepers who, as you know, we have a lot of respect for housekeepers, let, that, let housekeepers, let's let pest controllers do what they're really good at. But let's give them this tool to make their lives a lot easier. Um, and then let's kind of get out of the way and make sure and, and give them the best possible chance of, to, of doing their best job. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, for for my money, I think it's a very, very smart investment. I don't I can't even imagine now that, you know, it's like one of those things. Once you know it exists, how do you live without it? Right. That's really, really what it's like, because it, it makes all the sense in the world to me. So what's the strategy? We're, let's talk sales here. How are we getting this thing out? What are you guys going to do? What are you doing? Is there a mascot involved? Do you have a bed bug mascot? That'd be pretty cool. Well, it, yeah. I, mean, I think about doing that on the show, actually. Yeah, it was having nice. someone going around. I think, I, 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 think, I, think Rav, I think you'd make a good bed bug, actually. I think you, Thank could, you. Try, could try that. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I could do it. <laughs> um, you'd be a very friendly bed bug. Um, are, but, you, are you currently having sales all over the world? Or are you regional yeah. right now? Are you specific yeah, yeah, somewhere? Yeah, good question. So right now, as you said, I mean, basically, our, 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 our key targets for this product is basically beds, right? But there's beds all over the place. So mostly the, the main, the, the area we think there's most promise is hotels. There's also then, as you said, care settings. There's also housing, housing associations. And there's also actually just consumers' homes. Now, at the moment, consumers' homes is too small and too, you know, too fragmented for us to be able to deliver to because it, it just, the scale doesn't just doesn't work. So the main thing we're focusing on at the moment is hotels. But absolutely, we're getting a lot of interest from care homes, nursing homes, long-term care facilities. Yeah. So then within hotels, it's, okay, which hotels? Because, you know, as you know, there's more than every, every country in the world and all the sorts of different types of hotels. So at the moment, COVID is driving a lot of this, you know. So in the UK and, and Europe, as I'm sure you'll know from, from the news, actually, you know, occupancy in Revpar, you know, a long way below pre, pre-pandemic levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a long way to go. And it's not really clear, you know, what the hospitality industry will look like exactly, you know, in, in months or years' time. In the US, picture is somewhat different. As you know, the data all, sh- you know, all shows, especially places like Florida and Nevada, California, some real hotspots where there's a, you know, hotels are doing really, really well. So we're focusing on, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to waste hotels time. So, you know, often we'll talk to a hotel in Europe or the UK and they'll say, look, this, we could really use this, but just not right now because we haven't got any guests or we've only got an occupancy. Yeah. So you know what, come back to me in a little while. Whereas in the US, actually, the different message is, yep. of course, we have better problems. Absolutely. <laughs> we've got them right now. And by the way, you know, occupancy is 90% or this weekend we're at 100% occupancy or whatever it may be. Um, and actually, it's a case of, look, how can we, yeah, basically, where do you, where do they want to try it first, and then how do they how do they roll it out? So at the moment, we're focusing on the U.S. mostly, somewhat in in the Middle East, especially Dubai. So there's a very large um, international expo starting yeah. in Dubai in, in October, and many hotels there actually are at 95 or 98 percent occupancy on an annual basis. Anyway, they're just really you know really busy, really large hotels. So. Yeah, so really there. And actually, as you said, Rob, one thing about, you know, is this suitable for, you know, luxury hotels or motels or what is it? You know, what's the and, and actually, honestly, the we don't charge different amounts of money depending on how upscale or um, or budget your hotel is. It's just we, we just charge what it is. So clearly it's relatively cheaper for a luxury hotel. But actually, a lot of the interest has come from um, sort of um, mid-scale or, or, you know, budget or economy hotels where actually, you know, they know this is a problem. And actually, reputation is, is everything to them, just as much as it is for your, you know, your top, top five-star hotels. So it's really a range of hotels. We generally focus on hotels above above 200 rooms. That's sort of, you know, if it's very small hotels of 20, 30, 40 rooms, actually, it's quite it's quite costly for us to just install into them. Yeah, um, sure. But, but we, yeah, even you know, budget hotels that are 150 rooms, actually, they, they, they've run, we have an ROI calculator where they can just put all their numbers in and it tells them, look, will you save money with this? And, and you know, it checks out really well for, for budget hotels that have even even really pretty low levels of bed bug problems. I got to tell you that as, as I'm listening to you and I talk about it and I'm looking at the product 
And I'm thinking about the cleaning industry and some of the challenges that we're going through right now. And it's not a new challenge for us, but staffing has always been a big challenge for us. And there is, that's what's so fantastic about new technologies in cleaning. When it is, when you're able to find a new technology that reduce, reduces yeah. the amount of time you need to spend yeah. cleaning, disinfecting, you know, something is basic. I had a friend on the show. And he was he, he was talking about new technologies and he talked about backpack vacuums. And I actually laughed at him. I laughed out loud because it seems like an old technology, a backpack vacuum. <laughs> but I remember when backpack vacuums first started to make their play in in health, in, in the cleaning industry. It was really revolutionary. The idea that you can strap on a vacuum on the back of your, you know, and yeah. walk around cord free. Yeah, yeah. What it did was it didn't clean any better. Yeah, right. It sure. didn't it didn't make buildings cleaner. It made it so the job was easier and yeah. faster for the cleaner. Yeah. And now as we continue to go down this road where we're continuing to having to work with less staff, which means yeah. we have to figure yeah. out better ways to utilize our time. Yeah. yeah. There's no I mean, this is a this is not just great technology for bed bug detection. This is a great technology for resource management. Yeah. This is a resource management tool where we can go, all right, where do we have to spend our extra time? Because without this, and I have a bed bug infestation, and I say, all right, hey, on the third floor in room 313, there's complaints of bed bugs. Let's go clean that room. Yeah, We don't clean that room. We go, let's clean the entire third floor. Yeah. Let's maybe also do some extra cleaning on the second and the fourth floor yeah. because yeah. we don't know how widespread it is. Wow. This tells wow. us how widespread it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This tells us exactly where we need to put our focus. Yeah. This enables us to use our resources, i.e. our staff, more effectively, more appropriately. And I think you, that can't be overlooked as with any technology in the cleaning industry that helps us do more with less, have a bigger impact, right? Like I, I think that that also needs to be mentioned here that this piece of technology is also really, really helpful in our, our battle with staffing right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. It's something great. I mean, there was an article in the New York Times just a couple of days ago, which is exactly your point, Ralph, which is, which is guests want cleaner rooms, but they don't want to see a, they don't want to see a housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Who said that? Uh, yeah. So, so how's it going to get cleaned magically by a robot? No, because that doesn't work. So, um, so you're exactly right. There are some tasks which actually, you know what? There are some tasks which, as you said, the backpack vacuum actually didn't clean any better, but it enabled them to get the job done more efficiently, right? Yeah. This actually is an interesting one because, as you said, bed bugs are really hard to spot, and bed bug eggs are practically impossible to spot. Not completely impossible, but they're, you know, by the time you actually strip an entire bed and you're searching all the crevices, you cannot do that for every bed in a room in any root, useful routine way. It's just, it's impractical. Yeah. I mean, even in, in Dubai, there is a regulation that that must be done every quarter, not every three months, right? But that is just not practical in many cases. And yeah, I didn't know there was a regulation that you yeah. had to deep clean a room every three months. Yeah, and, and to honestly, it's a you know it's a sensible thing because they No, sure. No, it's interesting. I did, we do it more often than that here in the US, but I don't yeah. know that there's an, even a regulation that says yeah. you have to do it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's the thing, you know, then you gotta say, well look, what is what is better? Is it better to to you know to, to, to have a to have a human looking through the mattresses, which is as you know, so it's such a manual, physical task. It means they can't do another whole load of things on their job list. Or actually, should we put this little pod there that is doing this 24-7 for us with no further input? You know, no checking. We don't need to tell it to do anything. We don't need to. It's going to turn up every day. It's just going to do its job. And then actually, as you said, that that leaves, you know, the skilled, experienced housekeepers to actually to manage this big challenge, which is how do we do yeah. all the other things on our job list? And actually, you know, which is just you know, such a tough challenge, such a tough challenge for hospitality. So yeah, it's I completely agree. And I and I. I love it. I think it's super smart. I really do. I think it's very what what's next? I mean, I, I can imagine this application would work for cockroaches, ants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, insects insects affect a massive range of different areas. I mean, even outside the ones that you know we all know about this from a domestic and residential setting, about ten percent of all the food that gets grown in the world doesn't make it off the field because of insects. So we see wow. directly contribute to big wildfires, for example. So bark beetles destroying tree hillsides of trees and leaving them as brown tinder to go up in flame. That insects directly playing into that. 
So and it's possible to have an early detection system so you can get out there before they eat everything, which happens very fast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we do projects you know, as well as our stuff, as well as what we do in, in this space. We have products for forestry, for example. So we're working with the UK government to address a pest that is destroys thick end of a million new plant trees every year and protect them. And, you know, obviously the carbon impact of that is potentially huge of getting of keeping those trees alive. So and, and they're, they're going to roughly halve their insecticide use through early warning and being able to target where they're going with the, with this technology. I I love this because I am, I'm sure you guys know, but I'm a business strategist. It's what I do for a living is, and I work in cleaning. So I'm a cleaning business strategist. And so I'm always talking shop and we're always trying to figure out yeah. how to both stay in your lane and yeah. expand. And sometimes what that takes is an outsider's look at, to understand exactly what your lane is. Yeah. And I'm reminded as you're talking, about the about BIC, you know, the BIC company, they make yeah. lighters, yeah. pens, yeah. disposable yeah. razors when they so for forever, they were they were a stationary company. So they, yeah. they made pens, disposable pens. That was what the BIC company made, just yeah. pens. And they were in the stationary business and they were really struggling to grow their stationary business. And so they hired an outside consultant, a business strategist someone far smarter than I, but someone in my same field. And they sat down and they kind of looked at their whole business plan and they came out and they said, you know, you don't, you're, you're not in the stationary business. You are actually in the disposable plastics business. Yeah. And once Bix started to understand that they're actually in the disposable plastics business, they now were like, wait a minute. Okay. Now they come out with big disposable razors. They came out with disposable lighters, right? They're more known for lighters at this point, I think, yeah. than anything else, right? And that came from that whole idea that their yeah. actual lane is in the disposable plastics. And I think your actual lane is not in bed bug detection, but in what you said as you started this whole process, Robert, is in that small, low power yeah. detection system. And automated. It's that fit Automated, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That, getting back to that, you know, all insects, it's that exponential curve. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking about a grain weevil in a, in a silo or a bed bug in a, in a, in a bedroom or a, a carpet moth in a textile factory or an aphid in a wheat field. It, it's the same principle applies across all of those. That so early smart. detection brings that right back, cuts that right back and lets you get in and do something targeted and early before it spreads. Yeah. So smart. So smart. The, the amount of industries... Yeah. You guys are sitting on a trillion dollars right now. <laughs> gotta, gotta get Aaron out there and start. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I'm talking to you for, Ralph. How dare you? We have, we have people from India watching right now. We have people all over. I'm not making you serious. It's always a joy to talk to you. I know. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I am, I gotta tell you, if, if there's a place that I'm a fan of, uh, it, it is India. Their hotels over there and their housekeeper managers over there. I mean, they're just some of the best in the world. I mean, they're really, yeah. really great. Yeah. Love that place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so what is what is next? Where are you guys headed to next? What's the next push? And I don't mean with with you, Robert, as far as your next big discovery. I mean with the bed bug early detection system. Yeah, 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 yeah. How how can people get a hold of you? Oh wait, before we even get into that, and I apologize. Yeah. Do you can we see the back end, the software piece of it? Yeah, can you, yeah, can you share? Let's yeah. do a screen share. I'm going to change the view here. You can do that. Yeah, sorry, I really want to see the the interface. Can you see this? Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me change. Hold on. I'm going to add. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So, this, so tell me what we're seeing here. This is the so interface for this bed bug detection system. That's exactly right. Yeah. So this is this is a page that you can see a bunch of pages on here, but this is the the main one that most people want to see, which is actually the record of what have we caught. So these are all real detections from real properties. We just anonymized the names because. Okay. Well, customers prefer not to be identified when they Of are. course. But in each of these, you can click into these and you can see that at you know this time, on this date, in this room, there you go. There is, you know, two nice clear pictures showing exactly wow. and that's being that's been detected and identified with this, you know, with this level of, of probability. And you can see what other alerts have happened in this room and what other rooms in the vicinity have, have been triggered recently. And you know, you were mentioning before, so, you know, the other things we get here. So this is, a, you know, for example, we've got a, got a carpet beetle in here, and this one get a variety of different things. But and yeah, your AI software does a pretty good job of identifying whether it's a bed bug or or yeah, a cockroach. Or sure. 
always flags it for our entomologists to check as well. So mm -hmm. you know, we don't, these things are not being sent out as guesswork. It's, it's, if there's ever any real uncertainty about it, it's getting, yeah. it's getting checked by someone who really knows. Yeah. And again, to your point, Ralph, that's because, look, you know, if, if we're in a hotel, um, I'm sitting at the front front desk. What I do not want is I do not want the hundred pictures every morning from which I need to figure out what is a beetle, what is a what is yeah, a yeah, yeah, of course, is nothing, what is a bit of dust, right? I just need to know where the bed bugs are right now and in which rooms, and yeah. I'm going to go and fix that. And that's all I need to know. So that's all we want. That's all we yeah, you know, we want to tell people that straight away. Yeah, yeah. And then in here, so one of the things about this is while this. Exactly. this page obviously people our users can log into this whenever they like they can have a look through you know and see whether their, whether their pods are online and whether how things are all running um but actually the way most people interact with this is that whenever an alert like this is raised it gets sent as an email so you get an email and that can be to whichever members of staff you say you know you can choose you just you just give us the names tell us whoever you want to add to that and it gets circulated around so that might be head of housekeeping head of maintenance perhaps your pest controller Whoever, whoever needs to know, that gets sent out. So you don't need to be logging in and checking this you know, regularly. I like love that. I love that. Everybody now has a cell phone on them. Everybody's hooked, you know, lined, linked right into their email. You get that notification, hey, notification, alert, we found something. You run to yeah. your computer, you open up your email. And, yeah. and it's there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So great. Yeah. 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 So, really, so great. The only thing we need you to do now is come clean it for us. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, actually, you raised this earlier, Ralph, about how I know, I know. Where, where do we get involved in here? And one of the things I didn't mention actually there is that we do have a partner program where we work with you know, specialist cleaning companies and pest control companies who are our partners who will go and support in a local area. I mean, a lot of properties, of course, already have those relationships mm -hmm. pretty fixed in, and, and that's, that's absolutely fine. You know, send the email to them and they can come and deal with it. But if you don't mm -hmm. already have someone, we do have a list of partners of people who can really help with the, the, the next step of what happens after an alert. Love this. Absolutely love it. It's so super smart. So smart. And I like the idea of partnering up with, you know, I like the idea of a white paper. You know, I mean, I know that you don't have every answer on every regulation on how to handle bed bugs, but I also like some kind of information on bed yeah. bugs. I, you know, and if you're, you're building the early bed bug detection system, I want you also to tell me what to be looking for, how to handle it, you know. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about having a system like this is that there are big network effects. I'm 90%. More more people are using it, the more we're going to be able to help everybody manage this this program better. Because we, you know, we talk we talk to all of our customers all the time, and knowing, okay, so we tried this new protocol here. Okay, that's interesting. How did it pan out? You know, did it prevent a repeat occurrence in that case, or this new treatment that's come on the market? People can actually go back through their data and see what's working and what's not, and improve on best practice in a way that's it's, you can do all of that manually, but it's hard when you don't have the data at your fingertips of what's happening yeah. in the past. Yeah, a million percent. I, I, I'm just racking my head. I'm just, I'm just thinking, will, will there be a day we don't have bed bugs? I mean, is this going to eradicate? <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? It would be yeah. I mean, I mean, the first goal is to have fewer bed bugs. Yeah, agreed, um, agreed. <laughs> and I think, um, and, and 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 if we continue to have fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer, I mean, there will always be. I, I think it's. I, I don't think there's some. Um, yeah, basically, can we have fewer bed bugs to the extent to the point at which, as you said, Ralph, there will always be some bed bugs somewhere in the world, somewhere on people, on whatever it may be. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to be in a situation where it's just random. It's just whack-a-mole. And the odds are completely stacked against you because you have no way of actually knowing when you're going to get, when, yeah. you know, when it's going to hit. So I think it's just a case of the hotels that, the hotels that have used the system have, set, have found, you know, a huge reduction in the number of bed bug complaints they have. So, yeah. you know, and, and the, the, figure, the figure that we typically use is a reduction by about 90% of bed Holy moly. Yeah, that's clear. That's close enough to zero. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the thing, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, can we eliminate it? No. Even five-star hotels, even in five-star hotels, you know, the waiter will occasionally drop a plate, right? You mm -hmm. can't prevent things will happen. And these are real living creatures. So we can't dictate today. We can't program the creatures to do exactly what we want. You know, as far as we can, a 90% reduction in complaints is pretty good. Yeah. And, and the other thing, actually, we didn't mention, Ralph, which I'm sure I'm sure you've seen this a lot, is, is in the U.S. is litigation, you know, is, is the legal cost settlements when 
someone does get bitten and then there's medical bills and yeah. there's, you know, even as soon as you appoint an attorney, you know, US hotels say to us, well, look, as soon as I have to appoint an attorney, it's $10,000 straight away before they've even done anything. So, you know, if you're reducing the complaints by 90%, you're reducing the interactions with a guest by 90%, the bed bug interaction with the guest by 90%. The hotels that we, that we work with and we talk to say to us, well, look, we, we're going to have fewer complaints. We're going to have fewer settlements. Yeah. We're going to spend less on, on, you know, and it's tens of thousands of dollars each time um, that they're spending on, yeah. on, on, on settling these cases. So that's a, yeah, that's just a whole thing that completely, it, that, those savings just absolutely, you know, are just so much bigger than the, than the cost and effort required to install the system that some hotels look at it and they just say, look, we just need to, yeah, it's it just makes brain. sense. Yeah, yeah. it's in their brain. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I, I agree. And I would also say, that as a person who travels a lot and yeah. goes to hotels a lot, what I want from the hotel is a carefree experience. Yeah. I don't, and, and it, it's, you know, bed bugs are one aspect. I don't even want their, the coffee to be cold, right? I, yeah. I, I, just, I just want, yeah. just keep it simple. It doesn't have to be the over the top glorious. It just has to be clean and simple. Yeah. And, and I don't want to, I certainly don't want to take home anything I didn't bring. Yeah. No, no. No, unless it's, it's unless it's a silver near I purchased. We'll take a little bottle of shampoo. Bottle of shampoo. <laughs> yeah. Would there be ever a time, Robert, do you think that does it make sense or is it even possible now if a customer purchased this and they asked to be notified whenever anything was in the yeah. machine? Yeah, it does that. So actually, I didn't show you that page on the console, but basically there's a set of tick boxes. You know, tell me about bed bugs. Tell me about cockroaches. Tell me about Oh, that. my gosh. Yeah. That's I mean, really. This, this particular pod is designed for bed bugs, as we said. Yeah. It's got the pheromone for bed bugs. It's in the place yeah. for bed bugs. In the future, are we going to be rolling out other products for other insects? You know, can you have another one that goes in your in your food and food prep areas for cockroaches? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, my. It doesn't exist yet, but it's coming. Yep, yep. that is We'll get on it quickly. There's a lot of people listening to this show. Yeah. Of... <laughs> you know, uh, there's that old adage, whatever can be created will be created, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speed yeah. sometimes is of essence. That's fantastic. I, that's that's the only thing I was thinking. I was like, man, if there are all these things that are going into in and out of this chat, because you know cockroaches. I yeah. don't know how, how I don't know how well you know cockroaches. I grew up with cockroaches, and trust me when I say they get into every tight spot oh, yeah. that's yeah, imaginable. Yeah. And so I imagine if you put this under a mattress, a cockroach is going to find it. And yeah. For whatever reason, they're going to find it. And I would just love to know. I mean, imagine getting that early detection system for a cockroach. I mean, those things multiply just as fast and as furious as bed bugs, I think. Well, we've seen that and other, you know, other pests in the... So over here, some of the hotels we're in now, because they've been empty for a while and the rooms haven't been being cleaned as regularly as they normally would because you know, the staff are on furlough and there aren't any guests. Mm -hmm. They've seen big rates coming through, coming through on our console, big rates of carpet beetles. And they're now thinking about, you know, we're going to have to replace the curtains, the carpets, but because they've been able to see that during that period, you know, it's not really what it was intended to detect, but it's given them that, that extra protection over the last 12 months of actually, okay, yeah, we should go in and, and check that because otherwise there's potentially thousands of dollars per room of damage that needs to be replaced before we can reopen. Yeah, and, and again, the reputation piece, I mean, you can't even sometimes yeah. calculate how much you lose yeah. over the reputation piece. Yeah, well, I mean, from a guest point of view, if it's got six legs, sometimes even if it's got eight legs and it's in a bed, it's a bed bug. That's good point. Good point. I mean, I think it doesn't matter. It's an insect. It's in the bed. It's yeah, a bed yeah. bug. Good yeah. point. Good yeah. point. And actually, right, yeah, you see, you said, you know, it's difficult to calculate the reputation bit. And you're quite right, it is difficult. But, you know, we, we've done our own calculations. We've got our own analysis based. We've done our own research and we've used some numbers that we've, some statistics that we've scraped from, from, from various websites and what have you. So we've been able to put, for, if a given hotel comes to us and they say, look, we have this number of bed bug incidents in a year, we can tell, and this is our room rate, this is our occupancy. We can tell them based on a, a set of very straightforward, transparent calculations, what we think the reputational cost is. And it's, as you said, it's huge. You know, it's far higher than the cost of, you know, actually treating the bed bug in the yeah. first, at all, you know, because you said you lose the loyalty and all these other things. So if any, you know, if actually, you, you know, you have listeners who are thinking, hmm, I have these problems, but you know what, my GM will never, you know, would never go for this because it's never going to be cost effective. I'd say, well, hang on, let's have a chat, run some numbers, and actually you might be really surprised. You know, we haven't actually, we haven't actually mentioned, so this is about, you know, very crudely, very good rough rule of thumb is it's about 14 cents a day 
per bed per pod. So it's one four cents. So that's what, like less than a dime and a nickel, isn't it? 14 cents per bed per, per day, which is we're finding, you know, hotels understand that that is a lot less than the cost of reputational yeah. damage. Certainly. You Certainly. don't have to have many regular guests cutting up their loyalty cards. Yeah. Yeah. To cover that. yeah. So let, let, let's just add, let me just ask you about that to be more clear about it. Okay. Do you, does a customer purchase each one of these individually or are they purchasing a service and they get these in addition to the service? So you buy a service and the service comes with a, how long is a subscription plan? Is it a year? Is it month to month? What is it? How do you, how do you get these things? Yeah, so it's a subscription. And basically, it's a, a subscription. It's about, again, depending on volume, depending on length of contract, it's, it's about 40, call it 14 cents a day. It can be quite a bit less than that if it's a much larger volume, much bigger hotels and longer initial terms. And the reason we do that is because we don't want hotels to have to worry about exactly how to deploy this stuff and the number of, and there's some other kit that goes with it in the hotel, which is very simple, but actually the hotel doesn't have to worry about how to install that. We, our partners do a lot of that work. Um, so really we try to make it as simple as possible for hotels. You pay the service and we deal with the technology and then yeah. you get the alerts. So that's, because as we understand um, it, that's all they want. They yeah. don't want to be yeah, certainly. The things like the consumer rule we talked about there, uh, you know, we showed you earlier that the clips on and off, that, that's not charged separately. It's just you get a box of those when it's time to change them. And it's yeah. all just included. It's all included. Got it. Got it. So essentially, if I have a 200 bed hotel, hotel. yeah, and I want to I wanna get these, what's the minimum barrier entry? So I'm like, hey, do I sign a year contract? You're going to send me 200 of these sure. with instructions or sure. you're going to send somebody with them and they're going to install them. Sure. I mean, I imagine... Again, I work in cleaning and I work with maintenance guys. We could install these pretty easily. It, yeah. It's, sure. it's yeah. a stinky pad that goes under the mattress. You yeah. peel that off. You lift the mattress yeah. up and put it down. Yeah. Exactly. It, seems, it doesn't seem like you have to come from England to show us. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, all, all, as nice as it is, as it is to see you, Ralph, let's not keep No, I appreciate that. No, how dare you? I'm, I'm going to come yeah. to England just to have dinner with you guys. Are you kidding yeah. me? You're, You're very welcome. welcome. Yeah, you can do that. Well, we have, um, yes, yes. So basically, as, as Robert mentioned, we have, we have local partners who are generally pest controllers across the US and some other parts of the other parts of the world who basically do exactly what you just just described so the host so let's say a hotel talks to us they say okay yeah we want to you know we've got 500 rooms with a there's then basically you know their assumption is look i'm always going to have bed bugs bed bugs are always going to be a problem so the question is how long should the initial term of the contract be so it's a bit like you know if you sign up for your for your internet you always know you will need internet but you are you can choose to lock in a lower price for a certain amount of time so we sure, sure. Say, look, you can lock it in for one two three four or five years if you choose to lock in a price for five years it's a much lower daily rate basically yeah. um, Got it. actually i'm only gonna lock it in for one year it's a much higher daily rate and that's mm-hmm. fine. that's pretty logical and yeah. then said at that point we actually ship all the pods pre-configured so each pod has a label on it which says which room it's going to and it knows it's going into that room and there is no further setup that needs to be done so it goes so you don't need to there's no programming there's no one on the laptop trying to do this that and the other you, you, you the pod says i want to go into room 102 they put it in room 102 they click the cartridge in and it comes online i didn't even i apologize i didn't even consider that piece of it yeah. You're absolutely right. It has to be. We have to know what room it's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It has yeah. to know where it is. And so Very there's, one smart. there's one other piece of kit, which, again, hotels don't need to worry about because we just supply it. They don't need to pay anything for it. It's just another piece of kit which basically talks to all these pods because Robert mentioned earlier, these don't use Wi-Fi. So the pods talk to each other using a different type of network. And we supply basically a little router for that type of network. So it has its own router. It talks to itself using its own, its own frequencies, nothing to do with guests, nothing to do with Wi-Fi. And then those little routers that we provide, there's about it's a 500 room hotel, there are probably two or three of them. And they then talk back to us. So they're the ones to talk back to, yeah. back to us. And and that's yeah, that's the details. That's kind of like, you know, under the hood. But really hotels don't need to worry about that because we just make it work. That's the thing. I'm so impressed with this product. I'm so impressed with what you created here, Robert, and what you're selling here, Aaron. Well, that's no, good. It'd be, quite, it'd be quite embarrassing if you weren't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, we, we <laughs> talked, we, you reached out to me, I don't even know, a month and a half ago or something. Like yeah, yeah. And right when you said, hey, we have a product where we're detecting bed bugs, early detection for bed bugs, I was like, Huh? That's a thing? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It is, it is yeah, yeah. I've been intrigued and impressed since you even mentioned the idea that it's possible. So I'm so happy that my listeners and the people that I work with and, and are able to hear about this technology because I 
I think it's great. I think it's super smart technology. I, you know, the, the, I, how you even came up with this, you said you and your partner, Neil, is that right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Neil, a big shout out to Neil because yeah, absolutely. it's, it's just so smart. And I, I wouldn't have even, you know, and I, not that I would have thought of anything, but I wouldn't have never even thought of early detection. I'm on the other side. I'm like, how to react to bed bugs. Yeah, sure. You guys yeah. are like, no, let's, let's pro, let's, let's, uh, let's get ahead of this. And so it's yeah. very smart. And if anybody wants to find out more about this product and how to get it, where do they go? How do they, how do they reach out to you, Aaron? Sure. So they can go to www.spotter.co. Spotter is S-P-O-T-T-A.co. Yes. It's on the bottom of our thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Got it. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be in the show notes. In the show notes, there'll be links to to all the social media as well as your website. Exactly. Yeah. To, or um, exactly, they can just or they can direct message me. They can even direct message you, Rob. They they certainly direct message me. That's right. That's the best way to go about it. Contact yeah. me. I will put you in contact with these yeah. fine gentlemen <laughs> yeah the main thing is as you said yeah you know if people are thinking you know what this is a new thing not sure not sure if the cost will work out well we'll be very transparent with you we'll show all of all of the numbers you know and you can you can figure yeah, it out yeah, you take it yeah. to your coo you take it to your gm you take it to your vp of ops and and have the conversation no problem we're, we're talking about 14 cents per unit a day we're, we're not talking about a lot of money here and that that is potentially on a monthly basis for a you know if you're talking about a, a 200 300 bed hospital or or nursing home or even a hotel you're talking about one very short it covers the cost of one very short stay that you would be losing sure. if you had bed bugs yeah absolutely if you had a reputation that yeah. you're a dirty hotel because yeah. of bed bugs yeah yeah exactly it, it's kind of like the way we think about it is how much does that little bottle of shampoo cost you or exactly. how much does that little bottle of hand sanitizer cost you that the, exactly. that the customer walks away right probably yeah. more than 14 cents so um so yeah so that's just to put it into perspective of course things do add up but then again the cost the, the losses add up as well as the cost so. a million percent i think i i definitely back this product i definitely think this is a great idea i definitely am interested in telling everybody i know about the product because Again, you know, you guys all know my story and you know where I'm, my position. I'm on the side of housekeeping. I'm on the side of the cleaner. Absolutely. And we're the ones who are getting looked down at because, oh, this place has bed bugs, as if we brought them in. Again, yeah. you know, people think we have an Amazon order for bed bugs. Yeah. We don't, no. you know. And so any anything that helps us get ahead of them. Yeah. Man. Well, I mean, the difference between a room, you know, a housekeeper, you've got a few minutes in a room. That, and that's it. And you've got all of those, all of those different tasks in there. Looking at us, the guest is going to be in there for eight, nine, ten hours. I, what a great point! Great point. Yeah. And by the way, bed bugs are most active at night. Well, you know, housekeepers aren't in the room at night. No, uh, not not if they're on the clock. They're not in the rest. You know. <laughs> well, that's a different kind of show. Beyond, yeah, beyond, uh, yeah, there are some. There are amazing teams out there who do a great job of catching bed bugs. But the odds are not. You know, they're not stacked in your favor. As a yeah, that's. It's such a good point. We spend. You know, I was just doing an analysis of a home. We were talking about doing the workloading, and with workloading, when you're doing a job routine, you got to figure out how long. Not how long it takes to clean a room, but how much time you actually give a cleaner to clean a room, right? Yeah. It's always the reverse. You're like, oh, I need 30 minutes to clean a room. Well, I'm going to give you eight minutes. So what can we get done in eight minutes, right? Yeah. But that's really a typical time between eight and 12 minutes is really average yep. amount of time that we afford a cleaner in a room. You don't have that time. You're not going to find anything no. micro small like a bed bug in eight minutes when you're cleaning the sink, the toilet, the shower, the, making the bed, vacuuming the floor, wiping down all the furniture. Oh, yeah. Okay. So a device that takes that heavy lifting away and it's just there looking all day, every day, keeping an eye out for you. Yeah. A million percent. I love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show and sharing this technology with us. And I love that you you came on and trusted me with this information and my audience because it really, really means a lot to me. And it means a lot to all the people out there listening that there's people out there thinking about ways of making sure we can get ahead of things like this. Again, the staffing crisis that we're under, trying to figure out better practices on how to get ahead of things is just really, really important. So. Thank you very much. That's Thank it for you. us here at the Housekeepers Podcast. Pleasure. Say it again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I say our pleasure. Thank you. Oh, I thought you were going to sing my praises. It's all right. You don't have to. Well, I, I, wait, I'll do that offline, round. So we'll do that offline. <laughs> Thank you. I get I get I get <laughs> So for Spada.co, go to Spada.co, learn everything about. Is there an actual official name for this? Is it just a bed bug detector? What is it actually called? A smart. Yes, yes. So this is the bed pod. The bed pod. The bed pod. The, the smart pod. test system. 
Smart yeah. bed system. Smart pest system. 24-7 smart monitoring for bed bugs. Real-time alerts. Spada.co. Tell them you heard it on the House Heroes podcast, of course, so I get what we call credit. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, if you want to be on the show, if you like today's show, please make sure you share it, that you comment, that you subscribe to our show. Subscri- follow us on LinkedIn. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to podcasts. Review the show. That'd be really helpful. And if you want to be a guest on the show, if you've got a great story, if you're in the cleaning business and you've got a great product like these two gentlemen here, or you've got a great story to share, I am more than interested in learning about your story and sharing it with the world for the cleaning industry. That's it for Aaron and Robert and me, Ralph Peterson. This is the Cleanest Hour in Podcasting, the Housekeepers Podcast. I'll see you guys later. That's it, the Housekeepers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. Keep in mind, the best way to ensure that you never miss an episode of the Housekeepers Podcast is by subscribing to the show and following us on social media. For those of you who are more visually stimulated, you can always watch us record the show live each week on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. In fact, we post all of our videos on YouTube, so make sure you are subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you love the show and you want to help us out, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with all your friends and families and colleagues. And if you are looking for more information about today's guest, all of their contact information and the links to their websites are in the show's notes. That's it. Until next time, this has been the cleanest hour in podcasting. I am Ralph Peterson, and I'll see you later.